Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 260. And the wait. Wait. Nope. Wait, so get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more razor. Strict plan ain't a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a shot of wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Party. Joined as always, Mr. Marcus Schwan. Marcus, how you doing today, buddy? So we're we're not talking about you know your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwan anymore. Are you just demoting me to Marcus Schwan? Is is that it? Is that how we're introducing me now from now on? Well, I I've been for the last couple of months. I told you only special guests get intros. This bothers me. What doesn't bother you? No, this this bothers me. I feel, I feel like you're belittling me, if anything. Oh, okay, Marcus. You know, that's not my name. Okay. It's not my proper name. Okay, what's your proper name, Marcus? It's Mark Schwan. Okay. Mark with a C. With a C. Yeah, it's short for Marcus. Not how you case. doing? How's your week? Okay. Isn't it crazy how, like, last weekend I was in the 90s, and it's being this week in the 90s, and now it's, like, in the 60s? Which is great. I, I'm, I'm going on completely here? fine with this temperature. Me too. The 90s was way too much. Way too much. But now it's all of a sudden like 60 something. Can you make up your mind? What, 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 what season is this? Well, it's called climate change. What? Not a myth. What? Man, you see that thing about the polar bear in the zoo and it's surrounded by dirt and he's just holding on to the one patch of snow left? <sighs> no, I didn't see that. That sounds sad. It's very sad. And I love polar bears. Well, the show started off on a great note. <laughs> How you been, Mark? Anything any, new, any fun? Anything good happened to you this week? I am getting closer and closer to the website for local media to be launched. Uh, I've been doing the work myself for this, so it, it's. I, I've never really developed a website myself, man. But I have to say, I'm self-taught, and I'm really happy with how it's coming out uh, this weekend. My business partner and I were going to do a video for it, and that should be it. Should be ready to go. I'm excited already. Like we haven't done real marketing for it, and already getting some more clients for local media. So I'm, I'm ecstatic for this, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to see this business is doing well, and I'm excited to see where it goes next when we actually put in some real marketing in here. Awesome. When's the website launching? I'm not going to put a date on it because I have to see how this video turns out. So I, I am hoping within the next week or two that it launches. Now, is it going to be like a real website, or, yes. or do we go to yourfavoritewebsite.com? Yourfavoriteactor.com is a real website. You've uh -huh. seen my website. Yeah, but it takes you to markschwan.com. Yes. So it's just a gateway. Yes. Well, localmediaco.com will be the actual website. So your favorite website is still available. Your f Oh, okay. Your favorite website might be available. Okay. I I'm not too sure, buddy. You'd have to check out the domain names for that. I will, but I'm in the middle of a show. Okay. Be professional. How's your week? Long. Long yeah. week. I'm happy it's over. And I'm happy to be here with you, Marcus. I'm happy, oh, it's, I'm happy wow. it's Friday. I'm happy, looking forward to the weekend. I got a baptism tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, so it should be fun. Being first time gathering around people for a positive occasion. Yeah. In quite a while. So it should be fun. Looking forward to it. 
You know what's kind of annoying, though? What? People I work with. Oh, boy. It's been bothering me for quite a while, Marcus. For some reason, today, you just grinded my gears. Can I, can I stand on my soapbox for a second? Sure. Do it up. A couple months ago, I got the COVID vaccine. Because there was a little thing called a pandemic going around. Yeah, there, there's, that's, there's some rumors that, that, not, that might not be a thing, but go on. And there are people who don't want to get the vaccine. Lots of people. For whatever reason. Fine. I don't. You got your business. Are we at 70% yet here in New York? I don't think so. No, not so, yet. Right? Almost. A couple of coworkers of mine, a couple of people here on TV, and they're just walking around. They're saying the same bullshit. Like, I don't trust this vaccine. Because mm. it came, it was, it was put together too quick. I don't trust it. They're turning into magnets, too. But, like, this, this vaccine didn't just show up out of nowhere. No. There are companies, large companies, who have departments whose sole responsibility it is to create vaccines for COVID diseases. So once this one hit, they took a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, splash of column C, until they got the right formula, and this one worked. And plus, this was so focused. Was like, you know, Donald Trump, uh, love him or hate him, you know, what he did was Operation Warp Speed, you know, all systems go to, to get this vaccine going, to put all the resources behind it, all the funding, everything possible to get this, uh, you know, to get this vaccine yeah, but Pfizer wasn't, even, Pfizer wasn't even a part of Warp, Operation Warp Speed. No, they weren't. But, like, you know, other... Yeah, so these corporations were doing what they can to just, you know, get the world going yeah, again. There are just... A, there are... God knows how much vaccines for COVID diseases out there from these genius scientists. And then when something happens, like this happens, their job is to find the right formula and get a vaccine out as quickly as possible. Right. So this is not something that just came out of thin air. No. I just don't think people can't understand that. Because I said that to somebody, and they're like, what are you talking about? I just really, for some reason, I, I, I'm going on no sleep, Marcus. I'm going on fumes right now and monster energy drinks. So maybe it just bothered me today. Or we, it just grinded my gears. If we, okay, so if we're going to go into this, like, you know what baffles me is that I feel like most people that say this, they are Trump supporters. But yet, at the same time, Donald Trump loves to brag about how he's the reason why we have vaccines today. It makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. And he took it. And he took it as well. I don't get it. Like, make it make sense. Anyway, way off topic. Yeah. I could talk about this for the next two hours. <laughs> but again, I'm running out of fumes. So let's get right into the news, Marcus. Sure. Before Britt Baker comes out, we have to stop the news again. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark Schwan, before we get into the news, I just want to make sure to confirm everybody listening. We are doing the show Friday night. We are currently watching AEW for the third week in a row. So you are officially on Burt Baker Watch. Uh, yes, When she I comes am. out, you let us know, because my back is to the TV. Oh, totally. Although, I see in my corner of my eye, the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers are in town. And you notice, but, I mean, I'm not kind of happy for this, but Good Brothers are in AEW all the time, right? Yeah. But you don't see the Young Bucks in Impact. I'm yeah. waiting for it. And I'm fine by that. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, just don't make it happen. I'll keep things as they are. Listen, I, I'm not a young Bucks fan either, but like you know, I want to I want to see this group, uh, whatever you want to call it, what, what are they called? The Elite or the, the New Bullet Club or whatever the fuck they are. I don't know. Like I, I want to see them more as a team, not just in AEW, but I want to see them on Impact. Anyway, move on before Britt Baker comes out. In the news, during a conference call to promote NXT Takeover in your house. 
Triple H was asked about comments Mickey James made about wanting the best woman wrestlers in the world to appear for the upcoming all women NWA pay per view, regardless of their contract status for AE promotion. Let's hear what Triple H had to say about that. It's a funny thing to me. I just don't. So equality is equality. Equality is not, I want my own show. Equality is not, um, we have to have our own program. Uh, if you, if I told you that I was making an all men's program and I didn't want women on it, it would be criticized. It, you know, I, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Um, I do think it's funny when people go, I want the, I want the best in the world, regardless of contractual status. Well, why, why, like, I'm sorry, but from a business person standpoint, then why do we have contractual status? Right? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, uh, yeah, I, if you want to wrestle the best women in the world, come to the WWE. That's where they are. If you want to go elsewhere and say that they are, that's an opinion, um, and you can. But it, but it, it, it is what it is. And, and I, you know, while I'm, I'm all for it, I was one of the biggest drivers of it. Um, and, and will we do another all-women's event down the line? But possibly. But, it, you know, it's, it's not the must-have in the moment. I, I think we do an amazing job of displaying our, our uh, female athletes. And is it perfect? No. Will it always be in flux? Yes. Um, but I think we do a pretty good job. And, and my opinion, and again, my opinion, the best female performers in the world are in WWE. And then if they're not, they want to be. Now, before I get your comments, Marcus, Thunder Rosa chimed in. She didn't take too kindly what Triple H had to say. Saying, and I quote, the best female wrestlers are not located in one company, not even in one country. They are spread over many companies and many countries, talented women across the globe. Now, should take what Triple H had to say, and do you agree with Thunder Rosa? I mean, yeah. I mean, they both have their own claim here. Uh, Thunder Rosa, 1,000% right. You know, we've, we've talked about different promotions that may or may not have the best women's division. It's always like a fleeting thing. You know, at one point we could have said the impact, the knockouts division. We we've always talked very highly about them. Always, yeah. Uh, NXT, the women's roster is sick. Uh, but then at the same time, like you know, we don't really talk about you know Raw, SmackDown having the, the best women's roster, but they have some of the top talent in there for sure. But you know, we talk about Thunder Rosa, we talk about Britt Baker. There's plenty of women in the Indies. You know, Thunder Rosa is one thousand and ten percent right. You know, it doesn't matter promotion, doesn't matter where you are in the world. Like there, there's a shitload of women talent out there. It is probably the best time for women wrestling. Period. And you know, kudos to Mickey James. You know, being an EP for for this show, for this all women show for NWA. I think this is a tremendous opportunity. I think it's going to be a tremendous show. Uh, you know. Obviously, based on what Triple H is saying, you are not going to see any WWE yeah. talent in there. Surprise. Shocker. Surprise, surprise, right? But, you know, I think it's still going to be a slam dunk show. And I think it's going to get many eyes on it. Great great for NWA because they definitely need eyes on their product right now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering, like, you know, they were shut down for most of the pandemic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Triple H, you know, I listen, I've been seeing on Twitter... You know, some people are supporting him. He's been get, also getting probably more hate for the shit that he's been saying, saying like pretty much, "Hey, we did this already." Um, you know, and, oh, and, and of course, you know, talking about how he believes that you know uh, WWE has the best yeah, women 
on there. He may not be wrong. I mean, you look, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks. I mean, just the four horsewomen in general. Alexa Bliss. It goes on. You know, and I haven't even touched NXT yet, which honestly I think right now may have the best women's roster on there. Absolutely, hands down. But, you know, Triple H has he stated what two, three times in my opinion, in yeah. my opinion. Of course he's going to say that. You think that's his opinion or his opinion as an EVP? Ooh. Wow. Thank you. That's a very good question. Thank you, sir. I think he does believe it. I, I think Triple H is one of those guys that he kind of doesn't give a shit. Like, he plays the game very well, but I, I also... That's what you did there. What? He plays the game very well. He plays the game very... He does. He plays the game very well, but at the same time, I, I feel like he does keep it real. What do you think about his uh, stance on equality is equality and making a woman all show is not equality? And that's where he kept it real. Obviously, I mean, that was that was his opinion about that. I, I think that that one comment, I I feel like that people are kind of uh, it's a lightning rod. People are thinking that's he makes a lot of sense and keeping it real, but other people are thinking that's fucked up. Right. I understand where he's saying. I understand where he's coming from with that. Kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I di- I do disagree with him. You know, I I, I think honestly. I don't think WWE is doing right with the women right now. I think they have tremendous talent on there, and I feel like, you know, you're only showcasing a few. Yeah. Uh, the same few every week. The same few every week. You know, we, we were watching SmackDown. You know, I, I feel like Carmella is, doesn't get enough love. She's She's got her character. She's yeah, she gotten got new, so much better in the ring. she got a new shtick now, the most beautiful woman in WWE. Right. right. It, it, whatever thing. she's doing, she always knocks it out of the park. Uh, Liv Morgan doesn't get enough credit. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like... Natalia can do so much more. Yeah, you know I haven't even touched on some of the others. Sonya Deville, I don't know what the fuck they're yeah. doing with her. I mean, she was crushing it in the ring before what happened with her stalker, unfortunately. So you know, WWE has they have the women again. I'm just touching the main roster because I think we all know what the NXT Women's Division can do with Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell. The list goes on. Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. Thank you. Yoshirai returned. Yoshirai, thank you. Like you know, there's just so much talent there. It's just like you know, what are they doing with it? It's a clusterfuck. You know, they're not giving the women enough time. I feel like, you know, they're they're wasting talent on this BS tag division that they don't necessarily give enough love to, uh, enough time to 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 give something creative. Yeah, you're not giving them real storylines, if you will. My OCD is kicking in, Marcus. Watching the Pinnacle on AEW TV right now. Yes. Why, why isn't Wardlow wearing a jacket? He's the only one. He like he stands like a Thor thumb. Put a jacket on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> do you get the memo? Clearly not. It's like when Evolution came out and Randy Orton was the only one not wearing a tie. Where fucking put, put a fucking tie on? Oh, no, this bothers me. I'm gonna turn around again, Marcus. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I don't. Know, th- th- this is my thoughts, and I, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from, but I highly disagree with him. I, I feel like WWE is not doing right. They could be doing a better job with the women talent that they have. What's that? We know the news. Well, Marcus, let's talk about your uh, boy, Braun Strowman. <laughs> boy. A story came out this week about Braun Strowman. It is reported that he, he is charging a lot of money for independent circuit bookings. Five figures. Strowman is said to be asking about five figures. Thanks for cutting me off. You're welcome. But that's a lot of money. Strowman fired back recently saying, these reports are fabricated. PW Insider reported that they had been told by indie promoters wanting to book Strowman that he does want, in fact, Five figures. According to him, the figure is way off. In fact, he hasn't even spoken to anyone about doing an appearance. But if they are interested, call his representation. Now, Strowman was making, what, $1 million, over $1 million now? Mm-hmm. 
Now he's charging five figures for an appearance. Do you think he's charging five figures, got called out on it, and is bringing back the story? Yes. Or is this a fabricated story? No, I, I, I think... And sto- do you think anybody out there is willing to pay that money? Okay, so great questions here. Thank you. I, 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 I compliments tonight. Thank you so much. <laughs> Get my name right. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think behind every rumor, there's some truth to it. You know, and I, and I think with this, I, I think he's he's backtracking again, just like how he's backtracking when he had those comments that he put on Twitter. Can you remind us? Can you remind us of these comments again? I love this story because of the fact that again, paraphrasing, you have to pull the exact tweet up. But you know, he was basically calling out the indies, the indie indie workers that just lost their bookings for the biggest week in wrestling, WrestleMania week, when the pandemic just hit. And people talking about, oh, I don't necessarily know if I can pay my bills. I don't necessarily know what's going to happen next. You know, a lot of entertainers were wondering what the fuck is happening because the pandemic shut the world down. No one knew what was happening here. A lot of people lost their jobs, not even just entertainment or wrestling. Lots of confusion. Lots of people afraid, depressed, going through all this whirlwind of emotions. And Braun Strowman comes out on Twitter saying, oh, oh, well, you know, uh, you just got to do a better job saving, blah, blah, blah. You know, (laughs) just... As of nothing. Hey, listen, numb nuts. You never worked at Indies. You know, you you, you, you yourself. You said you never had to struggle because you're you're a big fucking boy. You you're a power lifter or whatever the fuck you were, and you just got into the WWE power plant because they loved your look, they loved your size. You had the right people working for you, and then boom, you got yourself a million dollar contract. Good for fucking you. But guess what? Not everyone else is a dumb fuck that's fucking six foot seven, whatever the fuck you are, and is lucky like you. Modern day Bill Goldberg. Man, two weeks in a row. I am loving this Marcus Schwab. <laughs> and, yes, oh, he, he, he backtracked his statements because he got called out for sure because lots of people that, were in, that are in WWE came from the indies. And, and then, yes, I, I'm, I am positive. He had no fucking idea because, again, never worked in indies. Oh, five figures sounds about right. Who the fuck is going to pay that? You would have to be a dumb motherfucking promoter no sense of business to fucking pay that but you don't think he's a draw and people will come in oh but ron was gonna be there think about how okay putty putty we've worked indies before right mm-hmm. we we've heard the backstage stuff of what they have to pay for and already in new york it was increasing right before the pandemic because some dumb fucker some dumb fucking carney Decided to fucking blow up someone's spot and then new york was deciding to charge more for a certain type of certain type of insurance yeah, that did suck. I remember uh, talking about that. It's uh, so stupid. Right. So Everyone's about, fleeing the fucking New Jersey. I fucking hate New Jersey. Think about how much promoters had to pay for, out of pocket, for talent, for the ring, for for uh, for the insurance, for the venue, for for marketing, for uh, EMTs, for, for, for it all. And you're going to charge five figures for a wrestler that doesn't, that's not going to play well with others? That's already going to come in with a lot of heat because of the comments they made that, that the wrestlers have not forgotten, that loyal indie fans have not forgotten, that most indie fans we're not even going to connect with. You're not going to make your money back with that. You're not. Even say, even say if you do, if you do fill out the crowd, how much are you going to charge the fans right now for that to get your money back? Because what most tickets are around, what, $20, $25 a pop? That's what I was thinking about. We went to Boardwalk Beatdown a couple years ago, wrestling convention. Where you know wrestlers that are on the floor, you, you go to table, bounce from table to table, take pictures, or autographs, and stuff. There's always marquee names, and when we were there, it was Goldberg and Sting, mm-hmm. and I think 
the price to see them were pretty high. I just don't see getting a line wrapped around the block, paying maybe high doubles, triple figures to see Braun Strowman. No. Now, he's, he's charging like Undertaker money. Yeah. And it's Braun Strowman. I'm sure he's got a reality check pretty soon. You know what? Listen, the way I talk about him, you, you would swear to God that I fucking personally hate his fucking guts. Yeah, it's great. I love it. You know, I and like I don't want I don't want people to think like you know I I don't hate him, I hate how he's acting. Team, I, yeah. I, I I don't like the attitude. I, I I don't like where he's coming from. Can he be humbled? I'm sure he will be, and and I think I think he would he he needs it. I, I think he needs a reality check. I, it, it's just it baffles it, it completely baffles me where he's coming from with this. I don't hate you, Braun Strowman. Or Adam, like uh, Adam is his name, right? Adam, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Don't hate you. Just hate sure. where you're coming from. Hate the attitude. Well, he is available, right? So maybe get him on Hollywood's Corner. Oh, that'll be fun. One on one. He's going to charge me too, right? Probably <laughs> over Zoom at his house. I'm sure it's going to be maybe four figures. <laughs> a discount. <laughs> oh man! Watching the inner circle destroy the Pinnacle's limo here on AW. Romanti, today I saw online that I think it was 13 years ago, 14 years ago, this man, quote unquote, died in a limo explosion. Oh, God. Remember that? Yeah, I, I have a friend that thought it was real. That's sad. It was great. I remember myself, I, like, I, maybe because I was watching wrestling so long, I knew it was going to happen. Clearly, he's faking people, like, and people are calling 911 after it happened. Like, mm-hmm. he's faking. He's going to come back next week. Stupid fucking Ben Wilder ruined the whole storyline. Dick. Mm. Oh, I said his name for the first time in the show. Oh. Oh wow! Look at yeah. that. How does it? How, how does it feel? Uh, I'm waiting for them to pop out. I say it two more times. Maybe it'll pop out in the mirror. Don't keep all the lights on tonight. They go put me in a cross face crippler. Yeah. Put a pillow over my face. Wow, the show's getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, after her surprise debut at Double or Nothing, Leo Rush shocked fans when he announced he's retiring. He cited an undisclosed injury that he suffered at Double or Nothing, which caused this decision. There have been other moments where Leo Rush has announced his retirement from pro wrestling right. when he's released by the WWE, but this kind had a more serious tone to it, a lengthy statement on Instagram and Facebook. Rush posted another note on his fans that he's content and with everything he's achieved in his wrestling career. I'm still young enough. I know he wants to pursue music. Um, he's still young, you know, a little too young to think about retiring from pro wrestling. Now, were you shocked about his announcement, and do you think we have seen the last of Leo Rush? Not shocked by his announcement at all. Really? Like, uh, honestly, like, <sighs> all right, I'm, I'm keeping it real, right? Oh, no, another rant coming? It's not a rant. Damn. I feel like it's not real. I feel like it's coming from frustration. You know, you, you come back, you get injured, get it. You know, it sucks. We could have picked his kid up. He wants to be home. I feel like there's another chance to be a dad. Good. Good, but... Like, it, it makes me question, like you, know, like you know, how much do do you love this? How much do you love wrestling? Because you know, like at one point, okay, at one point, uh, very early in my acting career, I, I produced a film, did not do well, right in in the film festival circuit, got bad reviews, and I was crushed. Really, I was crushed. I was devastated. I I actually. Uh, I didn't say it loud, but mentally I was like, you know, I'm done with acting. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. You know, like it's over. Loved it too much, man. I, I loved it way mm. too much. I took a break for I don't even think it was a full year and, until like you know I rediscovered my passion for it. The, the, the uh, you know the fire was in me. I, I did everything I could to, to to get back into it, and I did. And I did so full time actually. 
uh, and got um, got into some like, prestigious schools. I, I, I think this is the case with Leo Rush. Maybe you know he could be frustrated, dejected, depressed, sad. Yeah, you know, um, you know, just life kicked him in the ass. You know, maybe he does need a break, and then you know he is young enough, like you said. You know, maybe he'll rediscover his passion for it and come back to it. I don't know. I'm not Leo Rush, but like, I I, I think maybe that's where he's coming from. And you know, I honestly, I'll say this: I kind of thought the same about Faye Jackson when she announced her retirement. Really? Okay. You know, I I I hope same I'm thing injury, same arm injury, yeah. Right. I I hope I'm right actually because be right too. I I would love to see Faye Jackson come back. I'd love to see real Leo Rush come back. You know, hey, if it is what it is, you know, if they lost their passion for it or, you know, if they want to do something else with their lives, then so be it. I wish them the best of luck, uh, both of them, uh, in their future endeavors, I guess, as WWE would say. But, you know, seriously, I, I wish them the best of luck, whatever they want to do next with their lives. But I, wonder, I don't know. I, 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 I don't take it seriously. I wonder if his music career fails or his rap career, whatever he's getting into, fails. He'll come back. Like as a, Let me go back to wrestling. Yeah, but, you know, we kind of said the same about CM Punk. You know, like, oh, watch, he's going to lose UFC and he's going to come back to wrestling. Oh, I didn't say he will. I'm saying I wonder if he will. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned CM Punk, didn't you? Okay, I get why you don't mention Chris Benoit, but why why, why are you hating CM Punk? Do you really hate him that much? You said it took you a year to find your passion about acting again? Not a whole year, I don't think. Almost? Almost. It took you one week to find your passion about doing this podcast. Props, brother. Props. <laughs> I just smiling one week when it came to the show. It took you a year for acting. Says a lot. Says a lot. Dude, you don't understand. I was also in my young 20s, and it just, uh, that really hurt. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I learned to, you know, have a thicker skin about things. You know, acting is an art. You know, people, you're going to do projects that are going to suck. You're going to do projects that people are going to love. Hey, listen, man. There are people actually that do not like Tom Hanks at all. What? So I know. I think he's one of the best actors. So, He's America's father. Exactly. Anyway, Marcus, Sting is on my TV, which means it's time for go to the bathroom. So let's take a little break. We'll come back with some TV takedown. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Marcus, you getting some TV this week. What do you got for me? Dude, I have to say, uh, a SmackDown. Roman Reigns, man. Oof. That promo backstage they did with uh, with Jimmy Uso, mm-hmm. it, it looked like, especially when Jimmy got all heated. And I, I love the Usos when they get fired up, man. Yeah, because it, it sounds like some real shit that they're talking. Um, when Jay walked off, when he said, "I you know I can't take this, I can't take you, I can't take you, I'm out," the look on Roman Reigns' face, right? Especially when 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 Jimmy pretty much challenged him. Mm-hmm. Looked right, Roman was going to beat the shit out of him. I was waiting for him. I was like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Jimmy, you're about to get your ass whooped. But Roman just like goes to this passionate promo. You know, talking about family. Talking about, like, you know, definitely manipulation going on here by Roman Reigns. Like, it, you, you brought it up. We were watching together. It sounded like, you know, how, how, do, you root, how do you root against this guy? It, sounds it like, wasn't a heel promo. It wasn't a heel promo, but yeah, it was. But yeah, it was. If 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 John Cena gave this promo, people would be cheering their ass off. Maybe the wrong example. But, Definitely wrong example. <laughs> but like, this is an impassioned about family, putting family first, and then realize this is everything Roman's been saying week in and week out. Why is he a bad guy? But, like he's saying everything that I agree with everything he's saying. Oh, what he's saying is right. But you look at the eyes, you you listen to the intent. 
it's pure manipulation. This is great. This is great. Awesome stuff. They didn't go. They 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 didn't go the way you would think they would go, and, and they they took that little curveball there, which yeah. I really lo- awesome. really loved and I appreciate it. It it it's, it brings you in as an audience even more. Like I am invested. This is probably one of the very few storylines in WWE right now that I am fully invested in because I really want to see what's what's going to happen next with the Usos, the whole. Ray Mysterio thing, I feel like that's just so thrown in there. But at the same time, I was thinking more about it. I feel like this is just like the next stepping stone for Roman and possibly Jimmy Uso for, for a fight there. If that was the rumor. Like the next one's going to be Jimmy and Ray. I'm sorry, Jimmy and Roman. That's what they're going with. Yeah. And I was thinking, we were wondering, I think you said on the show last week, who's his opponent held in the cell? And I was thinking, I feel like it would be too quick for Jimmy. I feel like it needs to be play out a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Which I'm happy they're going with that route. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin is like, this whole thing with Ray seems brushed. It feels very rushed, but it makes me think that, like, you know, this is not really going to be something. That did, the main storyline seems to be with the Usos and Roman Reigns here. And, and Ray Mysterio is just like, you know, it's collateral damage. It's crazy because it seems like that's the main storyline in the entire WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even remember. I can't tell you a storyline on Raw right now. No. Because everyone's focused on Ray, Roman Reigns and the Usos. It, goes, it goes to show how damn good Roman that's, Reigns that's is. No, there's no knock on Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre or the guys in Raw, but this is how great Roman Reigns is doing it. And also I was thinking, do you think now the, the reaction Roman's getting, mm. how great he's doing, the entire wrestling world is all in on Roman Reigns. I haven't heard a bad thing about Roman Reigns. No. Do you think they regret not turning Cena heel? Because this would have been the same exact thing 10 years ago, longer. If Cena turned heel, everyone would be talking, doing the same thing. But Cena never wanted it. No, he never wanted it. Cena never wanted it. Ro- Ro- Roman did want it. Did you hear they came out this week? They had plans to turn him heel. They gave him new attire to turn heel when he turned heel. But he, I think I think I heard... For Cena, you're talking about. Yeah. I think I heard that he maybe wanted to, but the storyline was never right. Like, he just didn't want to be healed to be healed. I think he wanted... I don't know what I'm, I'm imagining that or read it somewhere, but now I'm thinking like John Cena's heel after watching Roman Reigns would have been fucking killer. Because he, oh. he did a good job as Doctor Tuckonomics when he came out first. Oh, he's fantastic! Imagine now, like full blown main superstar John Cena heel. Man, that would have been awesome. If Cena was into it, it would have been amazing. Hey, by the way, do you miss John Cena? Yeah, yeah. Yes and no. Okay, go on. Because no, because I'm happy to see other guys get like an opportunity. Mm. But um, I'm a John Cena fan. Love what he brings. I love his promos. All this passion he brings to the business, and I do miss it. Cause I do like enjoy watching his matches. He always brought the best out of his opponents. Someone brought, made, yeah. made a. I think it was after the Umaga match. No disrespect to late Umaga, but they were impressed. And Great Kali, for example, they feel like John Cena could have a match with a broom and make the broom look good. Mm. And that's something he doesn't get enough credit for. He doesn't get enough credit, for sure. You know, I, I never really had a problem with his in-ring work. The five moves of doom. But he, it's, it's, a different, it's a different. It, it just, it, John Cena's a special How many character. moves does Stone Cold have? How many moves yeah. did The Rock have? I mean, come on. we we got to stop with Thank that. Thank you, Marcus. Let's cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. But, you know, like, I never... So I had to drink after we cheers, of course. So I never had a problem with his in-ring work. The problem I had was with John Cena, the character. 
not even as a person, but as a character. And I feel like it really. The two shoes. The uh... it, it was just so like Superman esque, and I, I was never a Superman fan because it was just like Cause Superman sucks. Right, right. Well, he just he had everything. You know, there, there's Indestructible. No, yeah. You can't really relate to that, and that's how they built John Cena up to be. Loved him as Dr. Thugonomics. Yeah, that was when I fell in love with him. Like, are you, yeah. you got drafted to the Raw? Like, oh, I'm going to love this guy. Right. And then, and then he just became too cheesy, too yeah. corny. Uh, just couldn't really vibe with that character. Again, appreciated his matches. Had some great, great, great matches. matches yeah. great, for sure. Great rivalries. Yeah, totally. But, you know, I just got tired of the character, man. It's just like, give me something different. I, I did want to see a heel turn for the longest time. Yeah. Like, I, I was going to be stoked for it, and it just, it, it just never happened. Like, I feel like if John Cena, if he did go that route, if he went down as heel, he probably, no offense to Roman Reigns, no offense to Hulk Hogan, no offense uh, to, he would have been the best heel of all time. Absolutely. He would have sold, he completely dominated merch sales over NWO. It's funny, because they didn't want to turn him heel because he was the number one merch seller. But, like, look what happened yeah. with Hulk Hogan. There was the same fear for that. NWO is one of the the best merch movers of all time. Absolutely, I think it would have had the same effect. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we missed out on heel John Cena. I, and I I have to say I, I kind of do miss John Cena in a way. Yeah, me too, man. Everybody's coming back for SummerSlam. Happy to see him back. Not going to win, but it should be a good match between him and Roman Reigns because both these guys can have a good match with anybody. Awesome, man. That. Um, the last match they had was pretty good, but I the build was just so much better. This time? No, the the build they had, the, their their match they had, the John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Remember that? Like the the promos. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaguely, but yeah, yeah. No, but about. John Cena absolutely schooled him. He did. Now I remember that. Schooled him each promo. Talk about. That. I think we talked about it on the show. What made me a John Cena fan was when I went to L.A. for SummerSlam in 2011. That was the only shirt in my size, and then this rivalry with The Rock. And how he just owned The Rock. I mean, he promos. didn't own The Rock. The Rock didn't was so under, underwhelming in his promos against John Cena. What? Stop. It was not underwhelming. I love The, the same, Rock's promos. It was the night. same BS week in and week out from The Rock. Oh, God. Here and we John go. John Cena just owned them. John Cena had some good promos of his own, but I wouldn't say owned. Would uh, not say owned. I, I would say he owned them. Oh, stop. I'm a, I like The Rock. The Rock promos are because the best promo guy, I think, in the history of this business. Yeah. He was just very underwhelming during that rivalry with John Cena. Wow. What are you talking about? The first one, the second one, or the whole rivalry? I think the whole thing. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I said it. At me. <laughs> okay. I'm going to at you right now. <laughs> Seriously. No, I, I, I'm remembering that. I remember I was just so pumped for the Rock's promos. I, I, I thought they were amazing. You know, he had Kung Pao Chicken. Trending at one point. The whole Fruity Pebbles thing? Come on. It worked. It didn't, it didn't work. It, John Cena looked like a fucking ball of Fruity Pebbles. He did not. He he, he wore did. one color shirt. Oh, God. Every color shirt was so bright. You could yeah, see for the last... It, every shirt was like a new shirt every five months. Oh, stop. Stop. John Cena, again. Good moments. Not owned. We're watching an EC3 promo-esque of uh, Andrade here. Putting the shirt on. Putting the tie on. Good for Andrade. I'm stoked to see what Entrade does. You, me, and the entire world, my friend. I feel like this would be a really, really good move for him. Anyway. What was your takedown? I was, uh, it was kind of tough to think of a positive takedown, but you knew it was coming. I expected it weeks ago. 
It came this week. The priceless announcement. The return of my favorite belt of all time. The only belt I own that's in a case. I'm looking at it right now. Dollar championship. It was rumored to come back. It was confirmed to come back weeks ago. So during the million dollar confrontation three weeks ago, I thought it was going to come down. I was, I was looking for the table. I was looking for somebody holding it. Nobody was there. Happy didn't because this one paid off better. Those vignettes with we knew Cameron Grimes was rich. I didn't know Ellie Knight was living this lifestyle. Where did this come from? <laughs> it, it works though. It definitely works. And he brought that ladder down, the million dollar ladder. I love how Ellie Knight said, "I'm going to climb this ladder, but like, what am I getting? What am I climbing for?" Can't wait. They brought the million dollar championship back with the ringmaster. That didn't go well. They brought the million dollar championship back for Teddy Biasi Jr. That didn't go well. Third time's a charm, right, Mark? Third time's a charm? I feel like this could work. This this, this kind of makes more sense. You know, and, and the and build I, has been a lot better. The build has been a, so much better, right? Teddy Biasi Jr. Just, just got it because he was the junior. I'm like, okay. And I don't know. No disrespect to Ted DiBiase Jr. I liked him, but like, obviously the man quit for a reason. WWE. He he obviously the passion wasn't there. The passion just wasn't there. It didn't connect. Uh, rumor has it that apparently he, he kind of wants to make a comeback now. Ooh, I hope so. We'll see what it happens. Wasn't with he that. in like? He got like real estate. I feel. Like. I thought it was real estate and ministry too. Bothering his father. Oh, did he? Yeah. Bothering his okay. cat there. Uh, you know, um, no history in the show. I'm a big fan of L. A. Knight and Cameron Grimes has won me over the last couple months. I happy, I'm happy if either guy won. I'm assuming Ellie Knight would wouldn't hear it. Makes more sense storyline wise. Mm. Did he also win Million Dollar Man Services? Definitely need services, but I would love it to see him come back as like a manager week in week out. That would be interesting. I just can't wait, man. I'm so happy to see it back. And uh, that was my takedown. Like I don't necessarily know how well this match is going to be. Like I, I as much the as like, going to be good. As much as I like Cameron Grimes as a character, I'm not necessarily completely sold him as a in ring competitor. He's He's never. Been he's stand- okay. He's never been the standout, but he's never had like a bad match. No, agreed, agreed. But to be like a, a ladder match, I mean, like you really want like the best of the best in a ladder match, if you will. Or the ladder match will bring out the best of them. Maybe I, I think La Knight is damn good at what he does. He's all around it, just a fantastic talent. He is the total package. Yeah, the look, the Kavorka, the body, the charisma. It's just. He has a total package. Uh, he's going to go to the moon, no pun intended. To the moon. There you go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens in this match. Um, well, of course, by by the time the show airs, the match have already happened. But, yeah, no, uh, the vignettes, I thought, were, were hilarious, man. Well done. So, this show's going to post Sunday night. Do you think future Mark Schwann will be happy with the outcome of this match? Yeah, I, I think either way, where they go with this, I think it's... I think it's going to be solid because Cameron Grimes, obviously. I love, I mean, I asked you a question. I hate to cut you off. No, go for it. During his vignette, he's smoking a cigar. Oh, dude, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and drinking whiskey and, like, choking it. Couldn't even swallow it. It was awesome. Cameron Grimes has just won me over so much in the last couple months. I wasn't really impressed with Trevor Lee and Impact. Wasn't really impressed when he came over. They started, winning, like, oh, this is a good match. His promos are good. And this character is just, again, Pun intended this time to the moon. Well, here's the thing. Like, whoever wins this match, the storyline's going to progress, of course, but it's going like, Yeah, this ain't over. Whoever yeah. wins, it's going to go a very different direction. 
Absolutely. You know, with Cameron Grimes, you know, it's definitely going to be like more comedic, which which I appreciate. I think Cameron Grimes is absolutely crushing it with that. Yeah. You know, if it goes to L.A. Night, it's obviously going to be like you know more serious. Yeah. Uh, and I and I feel like the Million Dollar Championship, for me personally, I would rather go to L.A. Night. It would look so great. It would look so great, and I feel like it would work so well. And and I feel like you bring a lot of uh, he bring the steam back. To that championship belt, um, I mean, it's not really necessarily a real championship belt, but you know, you know what I mean. What, it's, what you know. It, 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 it brings it brings back that luster that's been lost over the years. Do you know why my million dollar championship belt is in a case? Why? One, it's autographed. Shit, no way. By Teddy Bassey himself. Okay. And two, our good old friend Green Man wanted to wear it for his wedding, so I gave it to him for his wedding, and he fucking broke it. One of the hooks. That attached to the main plate broke off. Oh, no way. Dick. Never forgot that, buddy. Never forgot that. You're he- you're like actually turning red. <laughs> Moving on real quick. <sighs> Sammy Callahan is awarded a world title shot at Impact's biggest pay-per-view of the year just because he got his ass kicked by the Good Brothers? Yeah. Th- I don't get this booking. Didn't really make sense. Doesn't make sense. Because now Kenny Omega's a heel. Right, Sammy Callahan's a heel. Is he? Like, I, I don't even know what Sammy Callahan is. It's a heel. Point. Moose is a heel. Mm. Um, like, what's going on here? Like, I don't understand. Like, maybe Callahan will turn babyface by the time Sammy rolls around. He got five. The, 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 that's how they're kind of working it. Like, I actually kind of appreciate how Don Callis is selling it. Like, they, they you know. They don't want to face Sam McCallan. He's a loose ca- cannon, blah, blah, blah. Blacklisted everywhere. Blacklisted nice everywhere. I, I thought that was a great touch. I, I thought the promo, the actual promo itself w- was was very well done. You know, it was actually pretty cool to see, too. You don't really see two. The summit? Yeah, the two uh, promoters in the same ring. Talking to you, you don't really see that. So I thought that was a nice touch. But then the actual outcome of that was just like, eh. Like Sammy Callahan hadn't really done anything to deserve being the number one contender, except he won a match via DQ. Right. And I loved how Don Callis called out Tony Khan saying, "You're not a big fan of DQs." Don Callis is making a lot of great points. Yeah. Like he's a bad guy here, but he's making kind of good points. Although I don't care, I don't see what Tony Khan cares about it because they're not winning the AEW championships, the Impact championship. But and it's, I don't know. Speaking of the Summit, Jimmy Corderas, former W referee, and your good friend Jim Cornette, we're shitting on Tony Khan's performance here. Okay. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't, but go on. Jimmy Cordero said, Tony Khan has been a professional in the past. I've heard him in interviews. I've heard him being confident and sounding like an owner, an owner I want in my company. But last night on Impact, it sounded like he was someone playing a part of an authority figure. Agreed. I think he needs to work on finding himself not playing a part. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Jim Cornette had a lot more... (laughs) <laughs> unkinder words to say <laughs> he said that Khan came off like a quote unquote a fan who got the opportunity to do what he has always dreamed of doing on national television and he freaked out and he was had a nervous breakdown this is what it looked like Tony Khan is not an authority figure on AEW no he's not he came off like I said it numerous times like a smug cocky douchey arrogant asshole during those paid advertisements during those paid advertisements, I thought it was fine, actually. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like it because it came like a dick, but he was supposed to be like a dick, so I, I got it. Yeah. But this, 
I didn't think about it watching it. When Who's I heard these comments, I'm like, yeah, he seemed like a deer in the headlights. He didn't. Scott the Moore ran. Right. I mean, aside from Don Callis, Scott the Moore ran that. He seemed like the authority figure. Yeah. Tony Khan just seemed like the rich guy who was owning daddy's money who was there doing like, okay, I'm here. You were 1,000% right. You took the phrase right in my, ma- my mouth. Deer lost in the headlights. That's exactly what Tony Khan looked. He seemed like, you know, it was just someone that was so inexperienced having a mic in the middle of that ring talking. Yeah. He said uh, he was intimidated by Scott the Morn Don Callis. Is that, what, is that what it came out as? or That's what it seemed like. That's what it seemed like. Okay. Like, because he's not talking. Mm-hmm. He's just talking when someone else was talking. Like, you're the owner. Yeah. Of the second biggest promotion in the in the industry right now. Right. You should have, like, yeah, my shit don't stink. My your, my guy is your champion. One I'm think. doing you a favor here. You know, I have he to say. come out like, more, like, cocky now, like, like he was in those promos, paid I, advertisements. I have to say, like, you know, as an actor, you know, I'm, I'm used to. I'm used to being on camera. I'm used to, used to talking fine on on uh, on screen and everything. But you know, I have to say, like, I remember my first time in the middle of the ring, holding a microphone, talking to a, a crowd. To a lot of crowd, obviously a little bit different than what Tony Khan was doing. But like, I remember having the, the nerves. Now, granted, I, I I I feel like I did a very fine job. Obviously, I did because I kept on getting called back. But, like, you know, I, I remember feeling, like, you know, it, it's definitely nerve-wracking to do something like that. It's, it's a little different. And especially, like, if you've never done something or you're not used to doing something at all, like Tony Khan in, in this position, you're going to feel a certain way. Especially, you know, with the likes of Don Callis in there, who's a fucking G on that mic. Yeah, but he, he kind of held his own during the, quote-unquote, press conference between Rich Swan and Don, uh, Kenny Omega. You know that 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 was behind the scenes, so that that may have been like more scripted and more like you know yeah, pro- no, no. that would more produced, if you will. Mm-hmm. In the ring, though, I, I feel like it's hard to produce that on the spot. Do you think him not being an authority figure on AEW hurt him here? I think he needs more experience. Maybe if he does a little bit more of that in AEW, I, I, I think that could help. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what goes on with this man. Uh, you know, clearly that means Moose is losing. What? What? what what do you mean marcus it's not anybody can win the way that whole thing was set up it's clearly gonna be kenny versus sammy callahan yeah of course i don't see anybody taking the belt off kenny omega right now mm. which means i don't think sammy callahan's gonna win either could be i the way they're playing it, it could be really i think as soon as kenny omega loses this partnership's over i disagree with that why am I going to see Kenny Omega on Impact if he's not the Impact champion? They, they seem to be uh, liking this disagreement they have going forward. Especially, I, I just had an interview with Danny Limelight uh, from AEW. He's competing in New Japan. And we were kind of talking about this. It, it seems like, you know, the, the talent, they're really enjoying this this ride, this, forbid, this forbidden door being open. And it seems like it's just uh, this is just the beginning. You know, I do have actually another thing I'd like to bring up. You know, talking about TV and whatnot. Can we talk about the end of Raw? I have mixed reactions about this. Okay. okay. All right. No, go on. What was your mixed reaction? We saw tonight when Roman Reigns powerbombed Dominic outside of the ring onto the quote-unquote floor. And then you see stuff like this. Stuff we talked about in the past year. 
take advantage of it while you can because you can't do this in the next couple weeks. Once you go back on the road, you can't do this kind of stuff anymore. I'm not really sold on this whole Alexa Bliss Lelly thing. Said in the last couple weeks, I'm not buying into it. Okay, but I was curious to see how Shayna Baszler played into this. <sighs> okay. I didn't hate it. People are hating it. But I just don't. Okay. But it was a cliffhanger. Now what happens next week? Did she, did a doll kick her ass? God, I was kind of expecting maybe the the, the human doll would appear in the room. Hmm. Like infestation of like a human character. Um, but it didn't happen. It was just a doll. The doll apparently did something, which makes us tune into next week, see what happens. I was looking forward to this, see how this played out. I was not expecting it to be the main event. No, I was very surprised. I was surprised. Because I was staying up for this. I could have gotten to bed an hour earlier, 7 to 10 o'clock. I see why they ended the show with this. You can't just have that happen and continue with the show. But it was all, you know, it was, it was all right. Does this mean, though, like you know, the fact that they ended off with this, the, this seems like they're pretty invested in Alexa Bliss. I mean, how many times well, over, to- all in on her. over the course yeah. of the year, like, you know, since she's turned to this character, has, has she closed out the show? Yeah. And especially since Bray Wyatt's not around. Mm-hmm. She's kind of holding down the fort as that mythical creep in Undertaker 2. That mythical, powerful, like, oh, what's going on here? I, I just feel bad for Alexa Bliss because I feel like with what happened with Bray Wyatt, that he had to take that break. I feel creative just definitely did not see that coming. And now, and he's, that, he's, now he's being kept off purposely now. Right. Yeah. So, like, that threw a whole wrench into their plans. So they had it seemed like they had to scramble with her because Alexa Bliss was, was like the hottest thing going. Yeah. Especially with her character. So, and like, Alexa Bliss before, like, the, the goddess was a great character. Her character as um, Nikki Ross's best friend was great. And this, she's doing a great job. I think you put it on Twitter, like a great acting job. Yeah. But I want to see, I missed Alexa Bliss. How do you come back from this? I don't know. I don't know if I want to see it come back. I, I, I actually want to enjoy the journey. If she eventually comes back, then great. But, like, this, this is intriguing to me. And it seems like with this storyline, okay, unpopular opinion here, I liked what happened at Raw. I actually liked it. Like, am I in love with it? No. But it, it makes me feel like, okay, they found some footing again with Alexa Bliss on what to do with her. You know, and and also, on the flip side of this, with Shayna Baszler, it takes her away from Nia Jax. I feel like this, this kind of takes her away from the, from the tag team, focuses more on Shayna Baszler be a singles competitor again it it actually brought intrigue to me you know it, it had uh me asking more questions at the end of this show we'll see what happens man you saying like you know they may not be able to get away with this when fans come back i think they still could because you know what with undertaker he was a mystical character right yeah but not stuff like this but they were still able Stuff to pull it. falling from the they, ceiling, they were, her changing mid-match. They were still able to pull shit off of them. They would just have to get a little bit more creative in front of a live crowd. And I think they could still do that with Alexa Bliss, with Bray Wyatt, whenever he comes back. So, the Miz got eaten by zombies. Oh, God. Don't get... It came back no problem. Do you think we'll see Shayna Baszler come back? And like, oh, okay. Well, it depends. Like, we have to see what happens. Because the lights went out. We don't know. We don't know what happened. So we're going to find out on Raw. On that note, let's get in some go-home thoughts. What do you have for me this week? Well, I, I feel like I kind of gave a little bit of a spoiler there. Uh, Hollywood's Corner is coming back. Took a week hiatus. I have two interviews on its way this week. You're going to see Shane Fair. We talk about his basketball coming up. Uh, and the week after, 
I have Danny Limelight from AEW. What a chill dude that guy was, man. What a pro. Uh, we talked about a whole bunch of different things, including a little known fact about him. He's also an actor and producer. So, Oh, I'm sure you guys uh, splurged out about that, huh? Oh, yeah, we definitely did, man. But it was both of them great interviews. Shane, absolutely loved that dude. We talked about possibly like you know hitting up a bar in the city afterwards. Some point this week, buddy, you're, you're more than invited. So I feel it's more like a pity invite. No, no, like, we actually legit. We're talking about you know let's get Michael J. Putty out. Oh, let's okay. get Green Man out. Let's get AJ oh, Pan out. Okay, you know let, let's let's. No, let's, don't feel so special. Okay, whatever. We 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 are talking about the people like we want to hang out with. Mm, okay, you know, you're, you were part of that. Nice safe. Preach. Okay, Putty, it's not you're not closer you're, coming out soon. No, I mean closer just started. So like we're having a we're figuring out a rehearsal schedule. So that's not coming out anytime soon. Oh, okay. But there's still plans to do it live in front of an audience in the city, right? There is plans to do that. I have. Uh, I was supposed to have a meeting this past week. Unfortunately, the uh, the person I was having a meeting with, a family member of his, passed away. So we had to reschedule oh, that. Sucks. Yeah, I know it sucked. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking about having it in the city. That's something we're hopefully going to get going. I think we're going to do like a, a live stage reading first. Is what uh, I think the plan is, and then go from there. Something I liked about the Friends reunion. HBO Max is not only the, all that stuff that happened, it was that they had the cast sit around the table and read from the script, like a table reading. Yeah, It's cool to see how they do table readings. It was interesting. I feel like since the pandemic, table readings have become like more public knowledge to like, you know, oh, uh, yeah. regular everyday people. Uh, table readings have been a thing. You know, it, well, yeah, it, of course, we know that there are things. But I remember there was a big controversy when Pete Davidson from SNL got cast as uh, Jimmy Stewart's character from It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit, they're modernizing it? Nope. It was just a Zoom table read. <laughs> so during, during Zoom, table reads were a big thing. Uh, oh, huge. I hope they keep continuing. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. No, like, yeah, even before the pandemic, I mean, especially with theater, I mean, it would be a way to, like, you know, uh, bring industry uh, professionals in there to, like, you know, uh, especially, like, producers or people with hookups, uh, with connections to, you know, try try and make this a thing, you know? Yeah. Um you know, I I love I love reads, man. Like this, it's great. So uh, I'm I'm excited for it, man. Like again, it's one of my favorite plays of all time. So I'm I'm just happy to get this going. We're recording the show Friday, June 11th. The show will post Sunday, June 13th. So this is all conjecture, but what a great weekend of wrestling we have ahead of us or behind us when you're listening to this. Double or nothing is a stacked card top to bottom. I don't think there's a bathroom match in that card. Same said for NXT in your house. Uh, I'm going to miss Double or Nothing because I have a christening. I've talked about it. So I probably won't be able to catch that. But those two pay-per-views are just... What a great weekend to be a wrestling fan, man. Oh, for sure, man. They were running on the card and Impact. I'm like, oh, oh I want to watch that match. I want to watch. I want, that's gonna be. That should be a good match. Oh, that's gonna be. And just match after match after match. Same thing with NXT takeover in your house. What a great, great weekend ahead of us or behind us again. When you listen to the show, <laughs> it's weird talking in the future tense. Can we talk about it next week? Oh, am I going to be here? Oh yeah, I am going to be here next week. Okay, good. I was going to say the same question. <laughs> and uh, I am a lifelong Garth Brooks fan. It's my favorite artist singer of all time. You really are a country guy, huh? Absolutely, because of my father. Mm, okay. He introduced me to country music and Garth Brooks specifically. He would lend me his cassettes showing how old I am. I would steal his DVDs. Uh, not DVDs. I would steal his CDs. 
And uh, Garth Brooks is my favorite singer, artist of all time. A lot of people talk to me, you'll, you'll see your father here and there. You feel your father here and there. Sunday night, I was working on the show, just finished editing it, posting it and stuff. Flipping through the channels to find something to watch. Mm. Nothing, nothing's on Sunday nights. No, nothing really. So I see on CBS, there was the Kennedy Center Honors. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I've, I've heard of this. Never watched it. Let me see who was being inducted this year. It was hosted by Gloria Stefan. Okay. And right before they go to commercial, we're like, we're going to come back and finish our tribute to Midori. But after that, we're going to tribute to Garth Brooks. Oh. So, going back to what people told me, I do not think it's a coincidence that one of my favorite artists, because of my father, was being honored, and I just randomly became across it. I'm like, thank you, Dad. I appreciate it. And it's those little things people told me to look out for, and I looked out for that, and it was very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, man. The, the, throughout your life, there's going to be these little things that are going to make you yeah. think of your old man. and it's, it's It'll give you a moment to pause, yeah. you know, if you will. I had to go to the store for something that's a couple blocks away from my house, and instead of going into my car and driving there, which is easier but kind of annoying in the same way, it was so hot out, let me walk there. And as I was walking there, it brought me back to the times all every weekend, every Friday or Saturday, my father would walk me to Blockbuster hmm. to rent the latest video game out, week in and week out. He had no problem doing it. My father loved walking. And again, there was a moment like, oh, I got to stop and reflect. So it's been a interesting week thinking about my father, and especially father is coming up. Uh, we'll see what happens. On that note, Marcus, I see Britt Baker's on our television. So for your... Your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann. And this week is Shane Fair. This week is Shane Fair. So look out for that on Shot Wrestling's YouTube page. Tuesday? This Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Check it out. I've been your host at Monk Day Party. Until next week, party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>